Yes, hi, hey, hello, g'day, and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. This week, we catch up with the gaffer himself, Nick Montgomery. We look ahead to leg one of our A-Liga semi-final, and of course, we answer your questions. I'm Pete, and I'm joined by Luke and Morrow. Hello, fellas. The magic of the pod. I had to pick up the microphone. This is weird. (laughs) Carefully. No hands-free microphones this weekend. Mm, We don't have mic stands this week. We're uh, we're going Rockstar. Rockstar Rockstar. pod, baby. I don't even know how to hold a microphone. (laughs) Am I revealing too much? Anyone for karaoke? (laughs) And also the light just stopped flickering as we started recording. So that's great. about the magic of the pod. As soon as we hit the button, it was all systems go. It's a song. I'm not going to have a seizure. Sure. I'm, I'm sure. all in for karaoke this week in Adelaide away, by the way. We'll come back to that a bit later. But let's dive right into things, as we always do, with Fred's question. Fred this week says, we obviously need to play the same game against Adelaide. What would you guys like to see for this weekend's game? A uh, big fat L for Adelaide. <laughs> um, I mean, more of the same from the other two times that we've played them. Mm-hmm. Last game of the season as you will hear in the future um like i said to monty was an incredible incredible performance um and that high press high tempo high energy um some of the football we played even though craig goodman says we like to play on the counter <laughs> we not, i don't think it's we like to play on the counter we can play on the counter mm. and we do it very well but we also do a lot of other things very well that don't happen to be on the counter so a, a nice well rounded performance like that where you know the entire team is about a eight out of ten um would be lovely because yeah for 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 whatever reason as good as they have been this season um we appear to have something over adelaide not sure what that is but Mm. we have something and we've managed to keep their dangerous uh, players relatively quiet um and i think take advantage of if if they do have a if they do have a vulnerability, which is pretty obvious when you look at our two games, um, it's obviously their back line. I think our our really strong attacking players have managed to take advantage of what I think is a vulnerable back line. So. Yeah, I think what I want to see is us score first. If mm. we score first, then we're going to straight away put them under the pump. and Get have the crowd out of it. Exactly. Have mm. them questioning, you know, how, how this is going to end up for them and how hard it's going to be when they come to visit us and we've got a full stadium and and uh, how many goals we've scored unanswered. Well, one tiny little answer um, along the way. So, yeah, that's what I'd like to see. But um, outside of the pitch, I'd like to see no rain because I don't want to get wet in the away bay. <laughs> that's one thing. Uh, not to mention, you know, getting my way out to the stadium, et cetera, out there. So, so yeah, that, that's uh, that's a primary thing. I think if they score first, then then the crowd will be in it. The um, the stadium is is ripe for their crowd to really get behind them and, and have an impact on them. So, mm. if we can take that out of it early um, or respond quickly in the event that it does happen, then I, I think that that'll set us good. Um, someone in here said a draw would be enough to come home to, and I tend to agree with that. Mm. I oh, mean, if, if if they start with uh, Blackwood up up top like they did last week, <laughs> we will win 8-0 because there's no way they're going to score with him up top. And now he will definitely score against us. Yeah, I'm I hoping Ibasuki is not, uh, not fit and firing mm. yet. I know he's struggled a bit with injury of late. Um, but, yeah, Blackwood, jeez. 
was honking at the yeah. weekend. And then they also started Ansel at centre back with Borland, who I didn't know, even know that Ansel was around <laughs> still. Like he's had, I think he's played six games this season. He's hardly even played, and he comes on and starts out of nowhere. When, to be honest, I think probably Lockie Barr's been okay mm. in their back line. But so he he made sort of a few tweaks. Um, also started Barnett, who actually I thought was good. Mm. Mm, mm. Uh, it was another one that uh, victory let get away, and look what happened. Um, so he did make a few tweaks. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see whether whether I don't know I don't know maybe he just was very confident that they were going to get the win over the Knicks, and so he made those few tweaks and felt sort of relatively comfortable at that. And then it's back to how they were against us. But you would think he's going to have to change something against us because we've got something over them with. You know, like I said before, the way that we played that last game of the season, he surely has to change something from that game for them. Mm. Yeah, it really felt like Adelaide were sort of going through the motions against against Wellington last week. I didn't see anything inspiring, I guess, from them, um, which... I felt like it, Wellington beat themselves more than anything. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 100%. You look at their form towards the back end of the season. Mm. You know, aside from that really scrappy win against MacArthur in the final round... Um, you know, even then they were poor. Yeah, Callum Elliott. Wow, oh. like he, he gets a warning shot when that first cross comes oh. over, and he doesn't deal with that well, but he gets away with it. And then mm. the second one, he can easily just put that out over the back line, but instead, somehow he takes the you know gamble with uh, Goodwin, and Goodwin <laughs> does what Goodwin does. Uh, Did so. not have an enjoyable night, no. unfortunately <laughs> for him. Who I think he's been pretty good for Wellington, probably one of the better yeah. right backs. Yeah, I think in the league this season overall, and but did not have an enjoyable night. I don't know what he was thinking for the second goal for the penalty. No, oh, he didn't even really have to make that challenge. He just dangled a leg out behind ball. him, and well, he just misses misses the initial, you know, sort of a challenge, and then just sticks a leg out. For Goes into some weird yoga pose. Yeah, and, yeah. For some reason, he must and, know uh, he's got a player on the inside of him who can maybe make a play. Mm. Just leave it alone. It just mm. a brain fade. Just yeah, a brain fade. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I don't think Adelaide have to get out of really a uh, second gear to. I don't think win. they could could get out of second gear last week though yeah. against Wellington. They honestly looked like they were sort of battling mm. gearbox issues. <laughs> <laughs> I did think of one more thing that I want to see when I'm down there, or maybe it's what I don't want to see. Uh, well, no, it is what I want to see. What I want to see is a referee who knows how to make a substitution when a player's injured um, because we've been to Adelaide before and uh, had a referee who allowed us to let off uh, Lewis Miller mm. uh, injured without making a replacement, even though Niz was standing on the sideline ready to go and mm. that hurt us that night. Um, I, th- I think that the refereeing's been reasonably decent during these finals so far. So Who is this man sitting in front of I know. Of <laughs> I, was, I was looking for some problems, but I didn't really find any. Um, usually I think beef is barf, but, um, <laughs> but on this occasion, <laughs> it wasn't that bad. That's and, good. you know, Fagani was doing his usual thing about no yellow cards, but um, it didn't result in anything that looked like he had influenced the game, or possibly that was because Callum Elliott sorted it out for him. And, mm, and, yeah, it, and it yeah. wasn't necessary. So, yeah, I don't want to see any last-minute changes of referee like we had that result in mm. uh, amateurs who don't know what they're doing, not knowing how to make a substitute properly, mm. um, uh, refereeing the game. So if we could just have, you know, a referee is consistent and, and uh, decent. Um, who would you take this weekend? Well, we've got well, – they've been appointed. Have they? Yeah, we've that got – That was my next question. Yeah, have we, they made the appointments? Yeah, do you want to have a guess? 
It's not Kurt Ames, is it? Is it really? No. Nah. I was going to say. <laughs> oh. Oh. The knife nearly reached my face. That was a straight bat then. Oh, I wasn't not sure. Uh, with your face. Poker face. Um, no, we've got... Um, uh, not uh, was it Sean Ev shouldn't no. um, oh God. <laughs> Alex King this week. Oh, that's okay. Mm. And um, uh, who's fourthy? Jack Morgan is fourth. Yeah, that's all right. I, I actually think Alex King's probably the best reference. Yeah, King is good. Beef is uh, in the VAR booth. Yeah, okay. That, mm. that's I'm okay. going to say I don't mind that combination, actually. I maybe wouldn't actually. have said that a couple of weeks yeah. ago, but I'm <laughs> comfortable with that at this it's, point. Yeah, it's not screaming... International incident at this <laughs> at this stage, but no local amateurs. I'll tell you what, though, what we did have a Sean Evans, um, Kurt Adams dream team combo earlier this season at uh, at Mudgee for the Macarthur game. Turned out alright. Yeah, Macarthur were that bad that day that <laughs> they, they didn't need to need to even yeah. have an influence. So yeah. that's okay. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. No, I like uh, I like Kingy in the middle and um, and Beef in the booth. Yep, mm. happy with that. Not Don't bad. mind. Um, what do I want to see for this weekend's game? A fuckload of Mariners goals. 84 beers. <laughs> and the Rosie. Oh, I can't wait for the Rosie, Rosie and uh, probably the bull at the wool shed afterwards as well. I was about to say, so what's the plan? Rosie? Um, I don't lean until sort of mid-arbo. So, yeah, probably dump the bags, cheeky pine at the Rosie, over to the Hope Inn, over to Hindmarsh, get the dub, sail into the night. <laughs> <laughs> Missing scene. Wake up at airport. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I wake up at the airport. Or, you know, <laughs> wake up in time. Uh, I've got MPL the next day, so yeah. Oh yeah, that'll be fun. Yes. I'm sticking to 11:30 flight so that I can um, travel with dark glasses and um, <laughs> everything will be fine. Well, be straight to the said. airport for me. <laughs> and it will be a weird feeling, though, won't it? Because it'll be like someone said to us earlier. It'll be it'll be like a half time. Right. Sort of a thing. Like yeah. we could come away with a three 0 win, yeah. and I'm sure you'll go and celebrate that to your full extent. 100%. But it will still be, you wake up the next morning going, oh, we still, still got have to play then next week. And yeah, yeah. we've seen stranger things happen. Yeah. 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 Might yeah. not be boozy for the players, but I think it's going to be boozy for us. Mm. Melissa, Melissa's not listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, if we, I'd be happy to get out of there with a draw because they have been good at Cooper's this stadium, uh, this stadium, this season, I should say. Except against us. Yeah, except against us, yeah. Um, so, you know, if they can rediscover that sort of Cooper's magic they've had, they're a dangerous side. You know, if Goodwin can fight his way out of Rue's pocket, <laughs> then, you know, the the mayor of Adelaide, as he's supposedly called, um, you know, they're, they're a dangerous side. Mm. Pretty sure we can rely on the likes of Aaron Kunda to, um, you know, <laughs> destroy themselves. Um, he'll probably score now, but... Um, yeah, said what have anyway. you done? Oh, well, he didn't hear me. I can cut this out. <laughs> just send on uh, Farrell just to kick him a couple of times. Upset 100%. him. How dare you? As if Farrell went out to do that. He needs protecting, okay? <laughs> protecting. Of course, looking at uh, other A-Liga action across the week that was uh, in the other elimination final at Combank Stadium. (laughs) 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 Oh, do we have to say more? (laughs) Pagey, Mark, Uh, Rudin. (laughs) Sorry. Things you love to see. Wanderers 1-0 up at halftime before... They got hit by a Mack truck, I guess you could say. <laughs> Robert Mack scoring in the 69th. Nice. Uh, and Adam LaFondra getting the win for Sydney FC. Now, not a fan of either side, but, Jesus, it's funny to see the Wanderers lose. <laughs> Pretty funny. <laughs> 
pretty funny. <laughs> after after all the hype, all the we're from the west and <laughs> everyone looks down on us and and even though he probably bloody lives in Lane Cove or something, um, <laughs> Kira Billy, you know. <laughs> To go out and to do that, they, they just crumbled in the second half. Just completely crumbled. Didn't they, what? Like was there was two n- totally different halves. Only one team in it in that second half. Yeah. Wanderers did not even have the slightest chance of a sniff. Yeah. And stunning moments, like um, the smallest guy on the pitch scoring a header while Marcelo <laughs> is berating himself. For, I don't know what he was doing there in no man's land. I don't think he was sure whether or not he should be making that header, which he probably could have done easily, or he was the goalkeeper. But whatever he was doing, it was nothing useful and couldn't happen to a nicer bloke, as many people pointed out on social Very media. Very pleasurable <laughs> experience, that yeah. entire 90 minutes yeah. from a Marcelo perspective. Missed two absolute sitters, uh, one in the first half, oh, one in the second half. One at half. the end, yeah. And then I don't know what he's doing for that goal, um, but not good. And you're yeah, another one, you know, yes, he's been good, but mm. a bit overhyped for, for me. You reckon? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Who, Marcelo? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's it's been good, but I think the way people have been carrying on about him is a bit, it's yeah, a bit much. Fair. Mate, a part of being a good player is also being professional about it, and I, I, he just doesn't fit that. He's he's carried on like a pork chop on multiple occasions. Raised in the favelas, Aaron. <laughs> I don't, Come I don't, on. I don't care if he was raised in Antarctica. It means he gets to choke people. Well, honestly, like... It's a yeah. free pass. Look, be passionate, you know. Be, be proud, um, you know. Be um, fired up, but don't be a dickhead. Um, and I'd have to say, not, not even just against us, like I think it started way back there when he and Ollie Sale had a little cuddle down at Wollongong yeah, yeah. earlier in the season and Marcelo just didn't get any better. Um, they're both kind of serial offenders, but but um, Marcelo just kept kept it going and kept it going and then when he, his discipline hurt him, then that, there was excuses everywhere and, uh, yeah, just just nothing like what he should have been able to deliver here. So is he done? Is he coming back? Yeah, he's resigned. I think. Yeah, I think he's. I think he yeah. resigned recently. No, well, we get to laugh at him again. Even the week, even I think he may have resigned last week. Yeah, right. I think yeah. so. Mm. Um, but the, what do we think about the finals? Because I'm up in the air. Because this is this is sort of the whole thing. Arguably, the worst Sydney side in a long time. Yeah. Mm. That has won one more game than they've lost, and finished in fifth. Is now two games away from a GFA. from a grand final. Oh. How dare they the get a shot team. at City? It's right, just it's. Like, I'm, how dare they get a shot? Like, the more the more I read about it, and the more the more I start to think about the whole two legged and the week off, and the, I go, I don't know if I yeah. like the format. Top six is a farce. Top six is too much to start. It with. should be top. It four. should be top four, two legged, home and away. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Look, when we won a, a few spoons in a row, then, you know, the age of mediocrity, I wanted to be that mediocre team that finished sixth <laughs> and desperately made our way into the finals, even if we lost. But, yeah, we need a four-team final system. Mm-hmm. And, and even like Wellington against Adelaide, like they've, they've had an okay season. but they an uninspiring Definitely game. up and down and then they've not ended the season well and stumbled really into the finals. That as a as a watching, finals game, watching them, they did not deserve to be in the such finals. Such a poor advert for A League finals football yeah. that game. Yeah. And take nothing away. Again, take nothing away from well um from Adelaide. Fantastic season for the most part. Wellington, aside from, you know, they've obviously peaked way too early in the season. Mm. 
um, and just stumbled over the line in the finals. It shouldn't have happened. Yeah. I love what happens now. You know, third, third, fourth, first, second. It should be the old style. Remember back in the golden days when it was first and second playing in that um, yep. two-tie? Back in 2008 yeah. when we had the two-legged semi-final against the yeah. Jets, 1v2, and went up there yeah. and lost, came back here and won 3 nil. And then you get the second chance. You get the second exactly. bite at it. Exactly. Four finishing in the top two. Exactly Playing right. over two legs after a week off mm-hmm. isn't really a second chance. Mm. No, I mean, it's a minor benefit to us because maybe we get rid of some niggles and maybe we've got – we know that if we end up in extra time or penalties, we're doing it on our home patch. So there's that tiny little advantage there. But really, it's, it's all about money, isn't it? And the week know- off makes me nervous. It does. Well, after after the, the form we had coming into the finals, mm. the week off just makes me a little bit twitchy. Yeah, I guess, you know, I feel like Monty's professionalism is going to make sure that that doesn't hurt us. But um, but it's, it's hard not to feel. Yeah, I, I get yeah. where you're coming at there. Not as bad as the second week off. But we'll, <laughs> 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 well, there's, there's an entire debacle unto itself, right? Exactly. You know, A-League have absolutely cocked this one up. Grand final could have been scheduled for the 27th. Then it got scheduled for the 3rd and the 9th and then whatever other date they wanted to have. And the whole All-Stars cock up. I um, hate the All Stars concept. Can we? Can I just put that out there? Yeah, I mean they could have binned it. I hate it. And they could have uh, they could have easily executed it had they not you know squandered the x amount of millions they already got from Destination New South Wales and then asked for more <laughs> to bring a European club over. Uh, what a stitch up! What an absolute farce of an organisation. APL lost the money. <laughs> conceptually, <Oops>. conceptually, <laughs> spending on keep mind up. It. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like I don't mind having an all-stars game. I don't mind the existence of it, the concept of it, but the delivery, the execution, the timing um, and the lack of timing in this particular case. That's <laughs> 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 just debacleless. And it, debacleless. we'd get a – is that a word? It is now. Well, yeah. but And we'd get away with it except that it's like a debacle on top of a debacle on top of a debacle on a sunken debacle. And, and it's, not, it's not really an all-stars – game if you don't have the best players arguably in the two mm. of your mm. best teams and best players are playing the week after so they're not going to play in it are they mm-hmm. no. it's not an all-stars game mm-hmm. no. it's a here are the dregs against a big european team <laughs> please yeah. come watch us euro snobs and give us your money that's what it is please please <laughs> i do want to see the best a-league players playing games like that just not the way that we're trying to make that work it's a basket case stuffed in a dumpster fire wrapped in a clusterfuck exactly Exactly. Yes. Just wise words. From, it's a Wiser words have never been said from Peter Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> and very, I like very it. Very succinct and yeah, perfect. Yeah. There, there's just there's a, there's a lot of yeah cluster you know whating um, happening at the moment um, with the APL and it's not getting any better anytime soon at this rate. But mm. it'll it'll be yeah be be very interesting to see what happens over the two legs. Um, yeah, you know. City Active or the New Active or whatever have said that they're boycotting. Sydney's now reneged on the well, boycott. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just the whole the whole final series just has this weed cloud over it. And it really does. Obviously, kind of stinks. Obviously, I hope that we do well and we go all the way. But my <laughs> my interest in the finals is slowly slowly dwindling, mm. and I would much rather care about where we finish. Uh, in the proper season and the Australia Cup, I wish more would be done. To to make more of the Australia Cup as an important competition mm. and then the ACL 
or the AFC Cup stuff and making it into Asia. That's the stuff that that's huge. I'm caring about. That's a about big more. deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is pretty tanky, but to be honest, you know what? If we if we uh, manage to win this grand final, the stench. <laughs> Kind of mm. starts smelling good, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> More please. <laughs> Smells like winning. <laughs> I'll stop complaining for a week or maybe, yeah, maybe eight days. Um, after the hangover disappears. After, yeah, yeah, once I sober up. <laughs> 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 Honestly, after we won the last one, my boss was so forgiving and understanding. She's like, you know what? Take as long as you need. Like, Thanks, boss. Thanks, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just I don't know. It, it's it's like every week there's a new level from the APL of how to you know destroy our game and make us sad about how things look for us. But but yeah, yeah. What what more can you say? But it looks like the fans have joined them in the debacle stakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're boycotting. No, we're not. Yeah, we are. No, we're not. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> don't know where. Yeah, which way is up? Which way is down? Left or right? I think it's a bit. Of, of a trouble spot the way that this is all um, sort of washed out in terms of timing and when everything is and why it's when it is and that stuff. It's all very well if you, you know, rusted on and super engaged with the A-League. But if you're a, a person who's going, geez, this A-League thing, that's a bit exciting. I might start going to these games. You'd have trouble trying to figure out when the heck the games are on. Yeah. Like it's, if, it's not, if it's not the poor advertising and, and information about it, it's, it's why is there no game on one weekend soon? In the middle of the best part of the season. Then yeah. you have to try and find the game on the streaming service and get not CBS get uh, CBS News, news and, and <laughs> or some yeah. sort of an error code in Spanish like I got. I think that was the code you used to get rewind. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the pause feature that they promised at the start of the season? Oh, yeah. We're so sorry. Try and get it done yeah. and it's now the end of the season and it's not done. Mm. So Any day now. Any day. It's coming. Promise. Promise. Yeah. Danny said so. Only MPLT, MPL TV has it. It's <laughs> nothing major. Mm. No, I think we've all been brainwashed enough that it'll soon blow over and we won't need rewind. Will we? We'll just move on. We'll be happy. We'll, we'll, we'll love it. We'll lick their boots over it. <laughs> <laughs> You're the cove in disguise. Fucking quality. We've got Montgomery. He's fucking quality. We've got Montgomery. He's fucking quality. We've got Montgomery. He's fucking quality. We've got Montgomery. So joining us this week on the Coast Football Ramble podcast is the man himself. It is the gaffer, of course, the one and only Nick Montgomery. Monty, how are you? I'm good, thanks, guys. Looking forward to, to this semi-final games and, and starting with a trip to Adelaide on, on Saturday. Yeah, an absolutely huge one. Can't wait. Um, before we get into it, of course, a uh, quick fire question. Who is better, Andreas Iniesta or Josh Nisbet? Josh Nisbet, any day. Of course. I mean, uh, Mariners medals won Josh Nisbet, won Andreas Iniesta, zero. zero. Sorry. Pretty simple. Not to <laughs> mention those other things that Nizzy has won. <laughs> <laughs> well, 58 awards that he exactly. scooped at the Mariners medal dinner the other night. Yeah, of course. Um, Monty, of course, congratulations on a, on a hugely, hugely successful season. Uh, second place in the league, highest finish for 10 years. Finals football, return to Asia. Are you as proud of the team as we are of you? I'm super proud of the team and, and not just the team, the club, you know, the staff, the players, the volunteers, everybody associated with the club because I've been here for 10 years and, and again, I've seen the success, you know, I've seen the club go bankrupt, I've seen it uh, really struggle and, and yeah, you know, it's, it's hard when you're not 
involved in making decisions and you see the decisions that, that, that were made previously, you know, whether it's coaches or, or whoever, and then to get the opportunity to, to, you know, be in charge of making them decisions and putting a team out on the park and building a squad and building a staff, um, you know, which I know can be successful. And look, everybody wrote us off again, start of the year when we sold, you know, some big names, Kai Rolls, Barry Gitty, Lewis Miller, we lose Garang and, and I think that, you know, that that people write us off at their at their peril because you know that that a club like this we just galvanise and we're always looking for new players and it's always an opportunity for new players to come in and and perform and I think to finish second in the competition is yeah, is, is is a massive achievement for us as a club and you know even to get in the top six I think that's a massive overachievement when you start the season and and yeah I'm super proud of of everybody involved in the club and the supporters as well who've been absolutely fantastic this season. So obviously last season was also pretty good. When, when, as you mentioned, when we sold those few players, did you believe that we had sort of the base, you know, there in place, and then obviously with sort of Richard coming in, that we would be able to go even better again? Yeah, look, I never worry when when players uh, come and go. You know, I've been in football long enough to know that that's normal, and you know, we're a selling club, and we should be proud of that. You know, we're we're selling players into Europe, we're producing players for youth national teams, senior national teams, especially the last couple of years. So you know, that's part of part of being involved in the club um, and then when one door shuts and everyone opens we lose Barry Getty and, and I brought in uh, Danny Vukovic who again is a legend of the club an absolutely superb human being and, and a fantastic goalkeeper and then we lose Jurena you know who, who you know had the best season of his career uh, last year in terms of goals and assists playing in the way that we played and then I brought in Marco Tullio who's 23 years old um, and and he's without doubt one of the best. He's a visa freak, isn't he? That, <laughs> yeah, he's one of the best visa players that's played in the early competition, and and I think he's only you know he's nowhere near what he can what he can achieve. Um, and then we bring in obviously uh, Nectar Trantis for Kai Roll, so that's not easy. You know, I have to give credit to obviously the the coaching staff and and the analysis and the, the scouting people because. You know, to bring in players and replace the likes of the players I said is not easy, but you know, and it takes a little bit of time for them to adapt and and and, and you know get used to the club and, and playing first team football. Uh, for example, Nectar's his first year professional football. It's Caltech's first year professional football. So when you actually strip it all back and and understand that these boys came in and you know it's their first year, so you're going to have ups and downs. We had a lot of young players in their second year of professional football, and you know normally the second year is. You know, is a difficult one because expectation rises on you, and, and people expect a lot, and, and the pressure all of a sudden from being a young player that nobody knows. You know, you, you're now a, a still a young player, but people expect a lot of you, and that can always be challenging. So, I think you know the right mix uh, of, of players coming in, and you know, I had to move a few on as well, which obviously was documented, and I did that for the for the club, not for me. You know, because I know what the club's about, and it's about uh, everybody pulling together, and not one or two players that. You know, think they're better than everybody else, and I think that's that's something that you have to and you have to make them decisions and and um, yeah, just just put a squad of people and, and players together and staff that all buy into what you want, and when you do that, it's it's amazing what you can achieve on the on the pitch. Just just sticking to overseas um, base or overseas players first, there, Monty. You're developing quite a history and a reputation for being able to find these um, these fantastic players who you know maybe they have a slow start or maybe they don't. But you know, Benny Tulio, there's now a long list of players that you've brought here, Marco Rania, um, and they've pretty much all been successful without too many exceptions. How how confident are you that you can keep churning those out? Because um, there's some gems amongst them. 
those and uh, we'll probably have a direct question about Tulio, but, um, you know, getting to the point where such a fantastic player, so they seem to be getting better. Who's next? Yeah, look, we have a scouting network, I think, that no other club in the country have got, and that's, you know, myself and Sergio started that with, with Stamata, who works on my analysis team. We started that years ago in the NPL. That's now built to a big platform. We've actually just brought someone in a couple, six months ago. You know, that that's very... Um, well known in the MPL scene there's a lot of data on the MPL players around the country so that's something that we've been building and, and, and again that's not just off the cuff and in terms of the visa players fortunately myself and Sergio you know we've we know a lot of people in football around the world so when people see what we've done um, and, and there's players that you know there's very good players all around the world that, that no one ever sees because they never play and, and you're talking squads in, in Europe for the Premier League of 40, 50 players, for example, in Brazil, in Portugal. And, you know, only 11 players can play, but it doesn't mean that there's not fantastic players around. But I think the, 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 the difference is getting them on the phone and getting the references on and watching them on, on, on Scout and all the footage you can get and then actually speaking to them, finding out if they're a good person, letting them know what the club's about. And, and you know, so there is no surprises when they get here, what, what's expected. And they've got to make the decision to come because... You know, they're not coming to the Mariners for a big salary. You know, like the Melbourne Victories and Sydney's and all these, they're coming to the Mariners to to, to play f- football. You know, without any guarantees, and it's a big move. But knowing that if they perform and, and if they buy into what we what what we're doing, then they have every chance of playing. And once you're playing in 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 the public eye and you're on TV and and the team's doing well, then you know you've got every chance to use it as a springboard to then go overseas to 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 earn the big money to go to the big clubs. So. That's something that we have to sell as a club um, because we don't have the financial clout the other teams have to just go out and bring experience visa internationals who, who are never a guarantee they're going to be successful as well. And I think we proved that. With with uh, uh, those uh, with with good people, you need to find good people. Such an important element for Mariners players. Without revealing too many trade secrets, what is it that you're looking for to, to figure out whether they're a good person or not when you're on the end of a video call or, or perhaps on the phone? Um, is it family? Is it What is it you're looking for to, to know that they're a good person? Look, I think it's obviously doing the background checks on them already. So by the time we get on the phone, you know, we're already done the background checks you know and 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 you've spoke to people that that possibly know them and they've given a good reference so before you get on the phone i think i'm a good judge of character in terms of speaking to people and you have to ask the right questions and and prod the right areas and see what response you get and and you know we don't take it lightly because we know that you know it's not like you can bring them over for a trial and get to know them personally we know so when you hit that button and you offer the contract you know you have to do it in in full belief, knowing that there's no guarantees, but being confident that they are a good person, number one, they understand what the club's about, they're buying into it. Um, I never give anyone guarantees. You know, uh, there's numerous players I spoke to who wanted guarantees they were going to play, and I said I won't guarantee that to anybody. So no one ever guaranteed me I was going to play throughout my career. So I'll never guarantee that to anybody else. So if you're coming on a guarantee, then don't come. You know, find somewhere else and. And, and, you know, you have to be pretty brutal and honest. And, and I think when you do that, you you know, you have a m- mutual respect and they know what they're coming into. There's no, uh, yeah, there's, there's no excuses when they get here that they don't, you know, they don't know what the club's about. And and I think, yeah, that, it's not easy, but I think obviously, uh, you know, you have to ask the right questions and, and get the right answers. And sometimes it's two or three phone calls. It's not one um, before you obviously have to, you know, you, you have to agree that, this is the right move for, for us, number one, uh, the club, and, and for them as well. 
So we obviously had a very good uh, start to the season and then I think maybe after Christmas, you know, there was a few sort of hiccups and stumbles here and there and then sort of once again a really strong finish uh, to the season. Um, you know, there was a few weeks there where it maybe looked like things weren't quite sort of right or weren't quite clicking. What what has sort of happened in the last month? Have you sort of had to do anything specific with the guys or with the coaching staff to get anything across to the players? Because we've sort of uh, come home with a wet sail, so to speak. Oh, look, we, we didn't really change much throughout the season. You know, we had a good pre-season. We had a lot of good results in pre-season. And I think sometimes, you know, I, look, again, I've been a fan when I, when I was a lot younger before I was a player. But I think expectation versus reality a lot of the times, you know, uh, you know, fans can get a little bit, you know, uh, carried away and think, oh, the Mariners should win every week. But if you look at the stats and look at the budget and look at everything else, you know, the, the, the fact is we shouldn't, you know, but we do. And, and that's... Sometimes We've got you go high for expectations now, Monty, because of you. you yeah, know that. of course. You know, that's what we want. We want to create high expectations and, and high standards. And, and, and you do that by getting results. And last year, top six and an FA Cup final. We lost a lot of players. We, know, we regrouped. We, 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 we went again and, and tidied some things up that needed tidying up. But yeah, we had a little, we had a little tricky spell. You know, and, and we had a period where we had a Brian Kaltak sent off for the most ridiculous uh, tackles I've ever seen, which were all yellow card uh, offences. We had Nectar Tyrannics go away with the youth national team, which I don't think happens in any other country in the world. And I had that argument with the powers to be. And, you know, I, I could not believe that they're taking a first team start from an A League team mid season, you know, and taking him to a youth tournament. It just wouldn't happen anywhere in the world. So, again, we had that. We had obviously you know, a couple of injuries and, and niggles and suspensions. And then we had a couple of games where, you know, we should have won the game. We, we ended up drawing, you know, Wellington at home. You know, we didn't win that game. We had two players sent off. and I, I was sent off by the linesman for throwing my arms up in the dugout, which, again, I still find bizarre. Um, and that's that's had ramifications because I can't even get voted for uh, any awards now, which is which is unbelievable. Rubbish. Um, Rubbish. Absolute stitch up. Laugh yeah. at, you know? Wrong. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, we had, a, we had a spell. And the most important thing was that's when the good people, you know, they all stick together. And, and we stuck together through a couple of little sticky spells. And that's normal. You know, throughout the season, you have ups and downs. But... I think we, we we didn't really change much. We we kept the, you know, we kept the uh, the the everybody together and and everybody worked hard for each other. And you know that's when the results results come. But we were also in that you know top two for a lot of the season as well. And then we slipped out. And then we we ended up getting back there. So um, yeah, look over the season. It's it's one big roller coaster of ups and downs. And thankfully we had a lot more ups and we finished on a big up. And that takes us into the finals now where. No guarantees, but we're confident. We've got momentum, and the boys believe that we're a good team. Yeah, certainly uh, based on results at the very least, and I mean even performances seem to be uh, peaking at the right time, um, all culminating in that uh, that win down in Adelaide last week. Um, how do you feel about the week off? Do you think uh, that plays into our favour? Is it um, an advantage, or does it stifle uh, some of that sort of momentum in a way? Oh, look, we train hard every day, so we're not a team that doesn't, you know, we train hard every single day. We trained on the weekend when there was no game, so we did internal. And, and yeah, look, I think the difference is any knockout is is you've got a chance of losing the game. You know, you only need a dodgy ref or, um, you know, some, some, something out of your hands to, to go the, the wrong way. And, and, look, we avoided that scenario, and, and that means we're going to a semi-final, which is over two legs. It actually gave a few of the boys a, a little bit of time to recover from niggles. So, you know, this time of the season, I think it's, you know, I can only look at it as a, as a bonus. 
and, and as a plus. Um, and, and yeah, we'll, we'll go into the Adelaide game with a few boys that have freshened up and, you know, the rest of the boys have, have trained really hard over the last two weeks and we'll go into that game, you know, the same as every game and we'll go out to try and win the game. So it's been uh, mentioned a few times, I think, about some of the finer details we've been able to do this season with, obviously, with uh, Richard coming on board. And I think uh, one that's one example has been like the ice baths. Is there anything else that have we been able to do this season that we that we maybe couldn't do last season uh, or in sort of your time here in the past that you think has helped a lot? Well, Rich is a, is a good guy. Obviously, Mike Charlesworth, a lot of time for Mike Charlesworth and, and you know, I've really got on with Mike. But when Mike was in England, obviously, it was, it was not as easy to pick the phone up and say, look, we really need this and that. And Rich is there if, you know, if we need stuff. And you mentioned there, and, you know, 10 years ago, we were uh, in bins and uh, having an ice bath in bin when I arrived 10 years ago. That was happening uh, up until last year. So, you know, there are, there are little things, but it just shows that, you know, the club... You know, didn't really change much over over the time, and and football has changed a lot. So recovery is important. We have got some saunas, some ice baths, and again, they're not big things, but in the grand scheme of things, when you're trying to recover for games, and um, you know, right now we're sort of in the midst of still constructing like uh, the gym space outside the, the the training ground, which is a couple of roofs, um, containers, and it's going to have a gym inside it. So we haven't had a gym all season. That's not Rich's fault. We, we didn't get planning permission. Come on, he's got so plenty. <laughs> You know, we've had to we've had to put some uh, you know some other structures there just to house some gym equipment, and, and that's exciting. And you know that won't be done till the end of the season. Um, but you know, come come the start of next season, you know the club will have a, have its own gym, and that's something that we haven't had. Um, so look, there's little things there, and Rich is on the end of the phone, and little things like lunch. You know, sometimes we couldn't have any lunch, so you know to be able to say, Rich, I'm, I want lunch twice a week. He's organised sponsor to bring in lunch one one day and then we have lunch brought in from Dobbo, the team manager, before we travel and stuff. So the only little things but, you know, they do make a big difference. So you know, I'm really appreciative of, of of what Rich has done since he came into the club. What one thing we see on the pitch at the moment, Monty, is this level of unselfishness um, among our players as evidenced by things like that fantastic assist from Jason Cummings on the weekend or the previous weekend uh, for Tulio. Um, is there? How can? How are you managing to um, keep that group um, and our biggest players um, in that mode of unselfishness and playing for the team and each other? Look, the honest lads, and it's something that we we bang on about a lot. You know, the, the best teams are the unselfish teams, and again, like I said, you need you need unselfish players, and we've got a lot of them. Everybody likes scoring goals. You know, Jason, top scorer, loves scoring goals, but he also loves assisting for his teammates. You know, we did go through phases in the season where, you know, we were shooting from angles that I didn't like, you know, and, and that's where you pull the boys up and show them and say, you know, you know, there's not many players that score from 30, 35 yards every week. It's sort of <laughs> one off in the season. Um, so look, let's 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 you know, let's look find the better options. But to have the better options, you need movement in the front third, and you need players that are moving into positions better than the position that you're in when you have the ball. So that's something we work on a lot and. I think we scored, well, we have, we scored more goals uh, this season than last year. And that last year was a record. And we've now scored more than any any Mariners season ever. And considering there was an extra four games, you know, in, in the league, in the league before, you know, it makes you think if we'd have had an extra four games, we could have, you know, absolutely smashed the record that the club's ever hold. But again, it's an, uh, something that we're really proud of. And you don't do that unless you've got quality players and, and unselfish players. So it's, you know, it's a testament to the boys. 
Of course, we've seen uh, club legend Mariners all-time leading goal scorer and seven-time Golden Boot winner Matt Simon move into the football department this year as well. Uh, what sort of contribution has he made uh, in the football department and how important is he uh, in that role? Oh, Simo is, is massively important and, you know, it, it, you know, he's a DNA that the club was built on, you know, the hard work, local boy went on and, and proved that, you know, you can come from the central coast, you can go overseas, you can play for the Socceroos and, you know, it was devastating the last couple of years, you know, I'm, he's a good friend of mine, I got the job and the neck injury was just, yeah, he just, he tried and tried and tried to get back fit and I think towards the end we knew that, you know, it wasn't going to work and, and I never had any doubt that he'd come onto my staff and, and to be fair again, Rich, I said to Rich, he needs to come onto the staff, you know, we need Matt, Matt involved in the club and, you know, he's a very, very intelligent guy. You know, people see the Matty Simon on the pitch, similar to me, tearing around, smashing people and being aggressive. But he's actually a super intelligent guy. He can do a million different things. You know, he, one minute he's on the phone, the next thing he's he's helping uh, build the gym and, and, you know, he's taking phone calls and emails. And, you know, to help him with that transition, it's really, really difficult. I went through it myself when you go from playing a long career to to not playing luckily I had the coaching I'd spent years doing the doing the coaching badges and I had a real vision of what I wanted to do and, and I think Timo expected to play a couple more years and when it got cut short you know the opportunity for him to come in and, and work in a role as an ambassador and, 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 and with the mental health and the wellness side of it and you know it was pretty pretty uh, obvious that he could offer a lot more he's, he's very well respected by agents and players and, and everybody in football and he loves that side of it so you know for him to become sporting director of the club I think is is a is a fantastic role for him and it means that you know moving forward doesn't matter two four five ten years down the line hopefully Matt Simon will still be here and and he's the one that's going to you know continue to to help the culture of the Mariners stay solid because when that's been lost I think that's when I saw myself you know and that's down to players that have come in coaches that have come in that don't understand the club and and you know always say the club can't compete on the lowest budget and I always said that they can and, and that's what I'm most proud of having people like Simo that believe in what I believe in and, and you know for him to work with me and be at the club is I think it's yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing for the club and, and long may uh, he's, he'd, be, he'd be successful in that role So to Adelaide specifically uh, have we got the mickey over them this season or what because Last last uh, performance of the season was absolutely incredible with everything that was on the line, um, and yet obviously home and away this season we've uh, performed very well against them. Why do we stack up so well? I think we've performed well against a lot of teams in the competition. So you know, I think the results against them were well deserved. You know, I, I think that was the league we knew we had to go there a couple of weeks ago, and we knew that second place was on the line, an Asian Cup spot. And, and obviously a week off as well. So, you know, I told the boys going into the game, this is what's on the game. You know, you want to play in big games and this is a big game. So, you know, yeah, handle the pressure, go out and perform and, and play the way as we normally do. We don't change anything. And, and we did that and we got the result, but that result's gone. You know, that's in the past. You know, they're, they're now going to want, well, I've already seen they want revenge and that's a, that's a dangerous word. You know, but we'll go there with the same, uh, the same mindset and that's to go and win the game. You know, we know there's two games, but... We just go for every game and, and starting away in Adelaide on Saturday. They're a good team. They're some good players. We'll give them the respect that they deserve, um, that we do every week. But we'll go there and, and you know we'll go there with a game plan like we did last time. And and yeah, I don't know the, the boys know that, that, that there's pressure on these games now, and, and it's a it's a two leg semi, so it's going to be exciting for for the for the competition. 
So I think we've started to accept, Monty, that um, inevitably um, you're going to be too good for us to hold on to forever, um, as we probably would like to. So after you install a new toilet seat at CCMHQ, what is the next goal? <laughs> is, is it a return to Sheffield United uh, with them in the Premier League? Is that the long-term goal? Oh, look, I, I, honestly, I don't think too far ahead. I, I, you know, I love, I love this club. You know, I love Sheffield United. I was there for 15 years. I've been here for 10 years, so... I'm not someone that looks looks and jumps at uh, uh, every opportunity. You know, football is football. People will contact uh, players when they're doing well, coaches when they're doing well. And, and you know, to be honest, I'm just concentrating on on this season. I've got no no right now. I've got no uh, you know no thing to just oh I want to leave. And I, I love being at the club and you know the fact we've got Asia next season. And I think the A League's a, a, a really good league. So no. I make no illusions. My ambition as a player was to play in the Premier League, and and that was, you know, against people probably doubting that we should do doubt most players because that's that's not easy to do. Uh, fortunate I managed to do that, and my ambition is one day to coach in the Premier League. But you know how that journey uh, ends and how I how I get there is, yeah, it, it's I suppose I'm only young now in my second year of been a first team coach, so I'm not in any rush. And and yeah, well, let's um, just want to all I'm focusing on now is Adelaide and beating Adelaide in the semis and then like I say bringing that toilet seat uh, back to uh, back to Gosford and um, yeah giving the fans what, what they've been waiting for a long time but it's not going to be easy You mentioned uh, very quickly there Asia of course uh, any particular Asian countries or destinations that you're most looking forward to visiting? Uh, not really I'm fortunate that I've you know, when I played in the ACL here, we went to China, Japan, Korea, and places I probably would never have been if I didn't come over to the to the uh, to the Mariners. Um, and I think this year, I think so. I had a quick look at the teams in there, and yeah, I just think there's Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand, all these countries. Um, you know, some I've never been to. So yeah, again, not really uh, concentrating on that whatsoever. We'll you know, we'll do that once we this season's out of the way, and we'll start planning for next year. One final question before we let you go, Monty. Uh, one that's coming from uh, from social media, actually. If you can uh, pick a five-a-side team based on players or managers that, uh, that you've worked with in the past, who would you pick? Oh, you probably have to give me a 10 minutes to go <laughs> <laughs> to go to go through the memory bank. But look, I've again, I've I've been very fortunate that I've, I've played with some top top players. You know, the likes of Carl Walker, Phil Jagielka. You know, Harry Maguire, I can't believe the guy gets a bit of stick now. He's had a couple of tough years, but we're talking about captain of Man United here and he's played in World Cups. And, and, and again, you know, we know the scrutiny that, that players get in England, but I've been, yeah, Michael Tong, um, Michael Brown, Paddy Kenny in goal, I could probably name. Yeah, I, I probably missed, I've missed so many out there. You know, Peter Unlove, um, first ever player to, to um, African play to play in the Premier League, you know, Zimbabwe international, scored a hat-trick against Liverpool and a couple of years later I was playing with him at Sheffield United and he was an unbelievable talented player so yeah, you'd have to probably give me a bit of time to go through him but <laughs> I think I've named you seven or eight there so yeah. Yeah, you've got a little bench yeah. there as well. I reckon, yeah, that's a good side with a bench. Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. bad. We'll, yeah. we'll hold you to it though. Next time we have you on maybe in a post-season wrap-up we'll, uh, we'll get your ultimate five-side team. <laughs> yeah, good. I'll, I'll put them together. Perfect, perfect. Uh, Monty, absolute pleasure having you on. Thanks again for taking the time, mate. We know how busy you are this week as well. Mate, um, enjoy it down in Adelaide this weekend. Huge one coming up. Um, I'll see you down there. Me too. Cheers, guys. Thanks for your support. And, yeah, let's hopefully we can pack that Central Coast Stadium in, in two weeks' time because, yeah, I think it's an amazing opportunity for everyone on the Central Coast to come out and, and support the club. Massively, absolutely. Monty, thanks once again, mate. 
Thanks, Monty. Cheers, guys. Thanks, mate. Take care. Love you. Uae Isning Lei Ute Erdei Oske Ubulfei Odcast Bay. Just throwing back to the weekend that was for your Central Coast Mariners Academy. The men travelled down to Cromer Park as they took on Manly United. That uh, game had to be abandoned uh, just before half time following a pretty horrific injury to Max Martinello from uh, from Manly there. Um, best wishes, of course, going out to Max um, in his recovery. Uh, looked a nasty one, to be fair, but um, that game to be replayed at a later date. Yeah, saw the video of it. Not good. Yeah. Not, yeah. not very pleasant. And it's, it's just one of those things. It's one of those things that happen in football. You know, you go in for challenges and mm. these things happen. Yeah, the the... Harvey Lopez won for, for Adelaide. Was mm. it Lopez? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Last season or this season? Shit, when was that? Yeah, it must have been <laughs> last <laughs> season because he's playing He's this playing, season. so it can't have been this yeah. season, surely. It Jeez, was, was it, was like it that long ago? Yeah. I, was, I was thinking it was one day. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was this yeah, season. Was very confusing. It was one day, yeah. yeah. No, sorry. Yeah, it was this think, season. Think, it was one think day. that, but 10 times worse. Very yuck. Yeah. 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 No, so, yeah, absolute yeah, best wishes going out to Max and, um, yeah, whole footballing family is behind you. Um, yeah, get well soon. Um, for the Academy Women's in the League One Women's Competition, they travelled down to Southern District Raiders, snatching a 1-0 win right at the death. Chloe Smith with her seventh goal of the season in that one. So the women currently sit in second spot with a game in hand, just two points behind Uni of New South Wales in the League One Women's Competition in that fight for promotion to the MPL. Uh, the men currently sitting in 13th, um, equal on points with Manly and the Wanderers just a point behind Mount Druitt and two points behind Spirit FC. The men uh, currently on a four-game unbeaten run. Uh, they host Marconi at home this week. Uh, Plume Park, three o'clock that one, so make sure you get down there. That one is sure to be an absolute blockbuster. As for the Women's Academy, of course, they are also at home this Sunday uh, at 3pm at Plume Park. They are playing host to Camden Tigers, so make sure you get down to Plume this weekend for a huge Sunday vote of football. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Look at this! Look at this! Look at it! 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 It is, of course, that time of the week where we answer your questions. And thanks all so much once again, of course, as always, for all your submissions across Facebook, Instagram, and the ccmfans.net forum. Uh, over to Facebook this week with, uh, firstly, Nathan Seacom. When are you signing to play for Carry On United 35s this season? Moz, this has got to be for you. Surely that was for Monty. <laughs> I'm sure it was for Monty as well, but I'm pointing it in your direction. <laughs> as Mate, the only one in the room eligible currently for over 35s. <laughs> I'm pretty keen actually to get him over to Gosford, so forget that, Nat. No. <laughs> I might come to Carry On though. Possibly I'm not getting an invite. <laughs> Back to the Cougs. <laughs> Been there, done that for 10 years, but... Yeah. <laughs> mate, mate, you got to stick around at the Dragons. I'll be back next season. I'll strap on the old Copers again. I'm still at it. Could be at it long enough for you to join us, Pete. <laughs> we'll I'll see. put in a good word for you. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Uh, Cameron Oxley on Facebook has an Adelaide-related question. Do you think Nestori Irankunda gets protection from the referees? I've noticed a few challenges in recent games where I think he should have been booked or sent off, uh, including a few weeks ago in our last game. I've noticed he's a bit of a fiery character at times. Thoughts. Also, predictions for this weekend. 
I think it's just a uh, shit refereeing. <laughs> yeah, true. He should have been to sent be a guard. He absolutely oh, should have been sent a guard. Hundred percent should have been sent. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, outside of that, I can't think of any too many more obvious ones off the top of my head where I think he's been protected. Mm, not protected um, per se, but I mean, personality-wise, he is just a fuckwit. <laughs> so I've been told. Pete, he's a child. Come on. <laughs> he's a child. Um, now look, he is a very much a hothead, like he spoke about last week. Mm. Needs needs to probably rein it in a bit. Um, otherwise, he probably won't get his way. He will he will continue to blow up, and referees won't like that. Mm. Opposition players won't like it. They'll take advantage of it. You get a reputation. Doesn't take too long for that unconscious, you know, sort of bias to start to creep in. Mm. Um. But yeah, I don't think he gets protected. I also don't think he needs protecting. No, I hate, not. I hate, I hate that whole concept that yep. good players should be protected. Absolutely not. If it's a foul, it's a foul. Doesn't matter if it's him or if it's Jason Hoffman, right? Both ends of the spectrum. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate that whole concept of players need protecting. Hundred percent. We're all playing the same game. We're all made of the same stuff. Mm. No, he, he is not particularly protected. But um, personally, in that game we played against him last, I thought Faz needed some protection because Faz might have, you know, put in a bit of niggle there and, uh, you know, been marking him very closely. Mm. Um, but <laughs> I don't remember Faz intentionally running straight at him and sticking the shoulder. Leaving, him. Whether, yeah, with shoulders whether, and elbows. Whether or yeah. not he actually connected full-bloodedly there because he obviously didn't because Faz, you know, just sort of, Oh, Faz loves that shit though, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you just can't be doing that sort of thing and it's, you know, he's not going to uh, fulfil his potential if he can't get rid of that out of his game because, mm. it, as you said, Boise, then other players are just going to draw that out of him. Um, so, no, I don't think um, he should or does get protection and neither should anybody else. Referees should just referee on the merits of each decision. In that game that, that was in, in point, then... I think I don't think Beth did a terrible job there because I think y- you could argue that Faz kicked the ball away in that second incident as well as you could argue that Aaron couldn't have made that tackle and it should have been a second yellow. You, you can make that argument. I don't think it's a very good argument, but you can make it. Mm. Um, so for me, he 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 kept it calm as it could be in that situ- as, as much as it could be in that situation. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. so no, I'm not I'm not a believer in player protection, and I don't think he should or does get it. Mm, I agree. I think um, a, a big part of his problem, I've been told, is his um, sort of newfound fame has really gone to his head quite a lot and he's buying into his own ho- hype quite a bit. Um, I think that's sort of starting to translate in the way he behaves on the pitch as well. Which also won't help with obviously the news mm. after last week. Um, Apparently signing at Bayern. Allegedly mm. signing with Bayern, which mm. is obviously great. Um, Fantastic for yeah, the game. Awesome. Yeah. And I think actually this is what should have happened with both probably Allo and Garang for me. Loan back for Sign, you. loan straight back. Same thing that happened with Musty as well. Yeah, I, that's 100% the right way to go about it. And uh, so I think well done to Adelaide for that. And they're obviously going to bank quite a substantial fee from you think so. all, all reports and rumours. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's awesome. I think that's definitely the right way to go about it. But it'll definitely be, be interesting to see how... Yeah, he goes if that's if that's right that it's you know starting to go to his head. It 
that won't be helping. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> plenty of plenty of sort of examples of that. Like, isn't it Carl Viet's responsibility to be at the lead for um, helping him to figure out those disciplinary problems mm. and to manage that sort of um, overhyping himself? And uh, you know, um, an, an example of it is when he turned up in the coverage and uh, wanted to have a word um, impromptu there with mm. the with the commentary or the the yeah, team yeah, post match right, yeah, yeah. which you know really i mean that's the kind of thing neil kilkenny does like <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah it's just not it's also a, heard that he uh, sets up his own questions <laughs> 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 it's just a bit off and i just don't, uh, and I, if i was the coach i'd be taking him aside and saying listen mm. stop reading your own press mm-hmm. you've got a lot of a long way to go a lot of work to do and if you don't treat it that way you're not getting there mm. I don't know, and I don't know if it's just me, and because we obviously know Monty a lot better than what we know Carl Viet. I can't imagine Carl Viet doing that. No, in I, a way. I, I like to I hope know. he does for for yeah. you know for the sake of Aaron Kunda, but I don't. I can't see it. I just see him as a big, big frog, big shouty, screamy guy. <laughs> frog, whereas screamy guy. I think Monty has a good combination of both. Yeah, <laughs> but you can I see could, Monty's the I kind of guy totally who put, put his arm around you. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. we heard Monty talk about how he manages big egos and that kind of thing in the mm-hmm. in the squad. Or we will hear through the magic of podcasts when we interview. We have Monty. heard. Yeah, we have. Heard. We have heard. Okay, yeah. we've heard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I, I can imagine Monty doing that, and I can't imagine any of those egos thinking that they can get above. Um, Monty on that. So mm. Carl Viet, yeah, I don't know. All I can see is that he hasn't done it and isn't doing it. Um, I mean, he's got to be doing something right though because he has bought through a lot of youth as well. Adelaide is similar to us in the fact that they're reasonably well run now in terms of their youth development and they're blooding quite a few youngsters this season. Mm. So obviously he's doing something right. And generally as a club, I think that's in them. Like I, obviously I said Craig Goodwin's probably the best player in the league last week. Mm. And I think that he, his style of leadership, notwithstanding the fact that he um, described our style of play in a way I thought was wrong. Um, <laughs> that's is, just salt. <laughs> yeah, just salty. And you probably are after the game like that. But but yeah, he that kind of leadership I think is right for Aaron Kunda to follow. He's not a big loudmouth who tends to get out there um, sunning himself in his own success, you know. Um, so yeah, I don't really know why, um, but it doesn't seem to be stopping, and um, I'm happy for it to continue for another week or two. <laughs> Alan Clout on Facebook asks, uh, "Who has the most punchable face in football?" Did we just cover that? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, different question. I mean, Stephen Mork was up there, but Neil Kilkenny, I think really just everything about him irks me. Mm. Sometimes I think it's Grant from Sydney. Ryan Grant, yeah. Yeah. Mikkel Tudze was up there for me. Mm. In that derby recently. Yerman. It's 100% Yerman. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Not a bad shot. That's a good call. I'm going to stick with Kilkenny. That is true too. I'm going with the draw. That's <laughs> <laughs> one all. <laughs> Let's see them punch each other's and see how that goes. <laughs> Over to Instagram uh, where Cameron Smith asks, interesting one here. What happened to the A-League marquee fund? Surely Cummings would fit into that. They spent it all on Nani. <laughs> they spent it all on keep He up. was here for six games, whatever it was, <laughs> yeah. with one assist, no goals. And you know what? Does an ACL and then goes on to the other side of the world for the last uh, six months. And that marquee fund probably doesn't have income insurance like most player wages would. Probably not. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's still a thing as far as I'm aware. Mm. Um, uh, do you think Cummings have fit into it? I'm not too nah, I'm it's not sure. Borderline. Mm. Borderline, I think. Isn't the model broken? Isn't that model broken? Yes. 100%. Ha- haven't we, 100%. Monty and Serge, followed by maybe Viet and, and a couple of others around the comp, shown mm. that that's just not the way you're going to win A-League games, not the way you're going to have a competitive team, mm. um, not the way you're going to be able to sustain that kind of competitiveness. Um, and we're showing the way on that. And I think more and more people are recognising that and less and less people will go down the path of ageing fifth stars. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I mean, you could see, you know, the whole Nani thing, just it had it written all over it. Oh, mate, you were screaming it from the rooftops as soon as he signed. written all over it. Like, is it not obvious to people in make these comps that <laughs> seems like it. if you try to build your team around uh. one of those types of players who he's still a very good footballer but he's quite clearly over the hill now and crocked yeah mm. and it's gonna fail mm. and it happened at sydney too as good as adp was mm. individually as good as the crowds were the attention it's the most attention the league's ever got it was a it was a success and for sydney in fairness yeah, it hasn't got that much attention up until now, and I was there for that first game against the Jets when he scored that free kick. Mm. That was mental. Mm. It was nuts. And that's that was awesome. But they weren't good when he was here. He was, he, he was good individually. Because he was here two seasons, right? I didn't think they, the they miss the finals one season, then maybe slowly the second season they, one? The second season, I, I, I'm pretty sure they were a dismal failure. No. Um, one of them wasn't good. I feel like the first season was but okay. I feel like I feel like it was very much a off-the-pitch Success mm. as opposed to one. Oh, massively off the pitch. Yeah, which, I mean, that's not ideal. <laughs> like, yeah, you want someone that strikes that balance, really, don't you? Yeah, you know, and, and Cummings yeah. has been that for us. He's bagged sixteen goals. He's brought a lot of good off-field attention mm. um, for the most part. No bad yet. No bad yet. He's, he- <laughs> he's held off, right? yeah. which is which is good, despite all the uh, temptation. Yeah, and there is a lot of temptation out there in Terrigal. Let's be real as well. So. Yep. You and, you're, and you won't like this one, Moz, but even the Lewis Garcia thing for us, that was a failure. That was a massive yeah, failure. No, I, I, I cannot <laughs> disagree just... with that. I loved meeting him, watching him play all that, blah, 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 but um, that was a fail. It's uh, just not the way to go. And for some reason, the APL continue to think that it is. Put all that money into academy development. Or, 100%. Or, yeah. I don't know, a proper youth league, but we don't really need that because of the NPL. But, but you use that money in a better way as opposed to paying over-the-hill players because – Look at our crowds this season and what we've done with essentially kids, mm-hmm. a mixture of local, some scattered from elsewhere, and look what it look what it can do to a smaller club. Mm-hmm. If the like it doesn't matter who's on the pitch, if the team is successful, people will come. It's the borderline disrespect. Yeah. Like it's borderline disrespect. I mean, if, if uh, that's the one thing I would say about Garcia is was he really injured when he went to Hong Kong? No, 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 no. He got a red card. Oh, red card. He got a red, red card. card yeah. Was too. Was he suspiciously? Yeah, very yeah, suspiciously. Was... Now that I remember it, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, was that just disrespecting us and the A League uh, at some it level? Was a, it was a piss take for him. Well, I what think. about the whole Nani thing? Like, all right, granted, he's injured his ACL. That's bad. Where's he but doing his he, rehab? But then he pisses off to the other side of the world, gallivanting around Spain and Portugal and the UK. Is he playing in a charity game? Yes, he's oh, playing oh. in some All Stars thing very soon. <laughs> Hello. It's Excuse got the A-League All-Stars game, obviously. No, clearly not. <laughs> clearly not. I mean, has he even stepped foot back in the country no. since he did it? No. And since he left? Like, 
It's ridiculous. It's just complete lack of respect and look at all the money we've wasted on that. Yep. We could have maybe built, I don't know, a new Australian Institute of Sport bloody football facility mm. or, or use that money elsewhere for the love of God. Preach it. We probably could have funded a good keep-up app and disbanded that 30 mil, kept the grand finals the way they used to yeah, be. Yeah, they should have spent 50 mil, not 30. Yeah. <laughs> they could have maybe paid for a European team to come over and tour rather than asking for more money from Destination New South Wales. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> anyway, uh, Alec Key fund can get in the bin. Over to the ccmfans.net forum, Mini in Bay 6 wants to know, would any of the players coming onto the market from other clubs be a good pickup? I had a look at the uh, releases from Western United yesterday, I think it was. Mm. Um, hard pass on every single one of them. Yeah, I was, I was about to say the uh, mutual termination uh, season has well and truly begun. Oh, it's gone. It's Victory's gone. had their clear out. Western's Jets. had their clear out. Jets have had their clear out. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm not sold on any of them. Any of them, really. At all. There's. Ever. <laughs> yeah, Thurgate to MacArthur. Well, I mean, yeah, Thurgate, Thurgate I'd take him. Um, yeah, Dylan Price is just, you know, get ball, run fast, um, <laughs> which he's going to the Wanderers, allegedly, I think I saw. Probs. Um, yeah, there's, there's not many. I just saw Thurgate to Western those. United as well. Is, oh no, oh, sorry, yeah, is it Thurgate yeah, for Western? Yeah, but now is. the rumour is MacArthur as well. There's yeah. Two, yeah, there's two rumours. So. Yeah. Got to keep up with my rumours, haven't I? Well, one of the basket cases. One of them. <laughs> one of the uh, Foxtel FCs. <laughs> um, yeah, and there's, there's not many from those released lists that I would be keen on. Honestly, there's nothing that jumps out at me at all. None That's of a them. no from me. Monty can um, keep doing what he does around Academy and keep sourcing uh, our um, visa players in mm. the way he does and um, mm. we'll be fine without any of them. Thank you. Mm, 100%. I know we spoke about it last week, obviously. If the if the Cummings rumours are true, then we will need to look at recruiting in that space. I uh, don't think we've got anyone ready yet uh, for that role. Maybe Wenzel Halls. Um, James Joyce. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> what I can't believe those words just came out of your He's mouth. He's a great young up-and-coming player who's <laughs> definitely not definitely not over the hill. I'd be okay with him marking the lines at the stadium. Or <laughs> Do we need a groundskeeper? <laughs> I want the pitch to be better than that. It'd be perfect. <laughs> mm, yeah. no, no, hard pass. It's a no from me. Yep. Mm, definitely no. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. <laughs> That's just about all we have time for on this week's episode of the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Fellas, two weeks in a row. Who would have thunk it? Imagine being consistent. In real life as well. Yeah, IRL. This is great. We're on a roll. <laughs> like our team, we're on a we roll. We didn't even play on the weekend and we still recorded. I know, I know. But we've got a big one to look forward to this weekend, of course. We travelled to Adelaide, leg one of the semifinals uh, down at Cooper Stadium. Fellas, your predictions. 2-0 us. Adelaide to be up for it much more than what they were the other week mm-hmm. against us. Um, but, yeah, I think we're in good form. We've got something over them this season. Um, we're looking good up top and defensively. We should get it done. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd even say it could be as many as three. I, I think that they were looking for answers to us uh, on the weekend against Wellington by shifting stuff around in the defence. I don't think they found them. I don't think they will find them. 
Um, so I could see um, Tulio and Benny scoring again. I could see Cummings um, uh, maintaining the rage of not getting any last week and wanting uh, two weeks ago, whenever it was, and uh, getting one in this. So there's the three. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not going to make a prediction this week. Pete's worried. I can see it. Mm. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doing it. No, I'm not touching this one. <laughs> and I don't have to because I can just mute everyone. <laughs> you are the host. You can do what you want. Uh, well, that is about it, of course. Uh, Moz, I'll see you in Adelaide on uh, Saturday, my friend. Woohoo! Hope Inn, of course. Pre-game drinks at the Hope Inn uh, from whenever you land. So make sure if you're going to Adelaide, we will see you there. Um, but, gents, it's been a pleasure. As always. Until next time. Have fun in Radelaide. We will. Will do. And ladies and gents, love you. See ya. Bye. Siri, call Nick Montgomery. This, not like this, not like this. Hello? Hey, Mont, Pete, how you going? Hey, Pete, all right, mate, how are you? Good, bud, good. Um, busy week, huh?